It was an eventful weekend for the New Jersey Devils, but we are not going to be talking about their win against Carolina Hurricanes. We're not even going to be talking about their loss to the LA Kings. We're going to be talking about something a little bit more serious and involves P.K. Subban and his little brother in the ECHL. This is going to be a very sensitive uh, episode, but like I said, I just want to uh, promote positivity. I want to promote happiness. I want to promote growing and developing in a healthy direction. So buckle up. We have a lot to talk about in this episode. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast from the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it was an eventful weekend for the New Jersey Devils organization because first and foremost, they came out with the upset victory over the Carolina Hurricanes. I said in my previous episode, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst because I didn't think the Devils stood a chance against the Carolina Hurricanes because we were just coming off a loss against the Arizona Coyotes, one of the worst teams in the league. Nico Heizer was upset with the organization. He dropped an F-bomb in his post-game interview. I talked about that in the most recent episode. I even talked about Ryan Graves because Ryan Graves also took to the media and talked about his displeasure towards uh, how his team came out and played against the Arizona Coyotes. And both Heizer and Graves didn't show up to the next practice. Obviously, I can't confirm nor deny if maybe it was out of just them being frustrated with like Lindy Ruff or the organization, or maybe they were just taking a maintenance day and just trying to rest up. I don't know what the case might be, but Amanda Stein tweeted out saying that it was a maintenance day, but still there could be more that uh, the New Jersey Devils are, are obviously not telling the fan base because, you know, you kind of want to avoid that type of scandal and then the New Jersey Devils lost a heartbreaker game against the LA Kings I thought we had it but nonetheless um, if I had to choose between uh, the LA Kings or the Carolina Hurricanes I thought the Devils would lose against Carolina Hurricanes and then maybe come out with the win against the LA Kings but if you were to tell me that they would lose to the LA Kings but win against Carolina Hurricanes I would I would be just like well I guess that's just Devils hockey for you so anyway speaking of an eventful weekend uh, we're actually going to be talking about something a little more serious in this episode and I feel as though it is my inferred fiduciary duty. It is my responsibility to express my opinion because I don't want to be naive. I don't want to be insensitive and I don't want to just blow this story under the rug and just not discuss it and continue as if nothing is happening because something is happening. And as a person of color in the sport of hockey, it is my obligation to tell you guys at least my perspective. I'm not saying you have to agree with me, but the one thing I just say is like, just view it from my perspective. Uh, and, and that's all I ask. So like I said, this episode is going to be a little more serious because it is relevant with the New Jersey Devils organization because one of our players, P.K. Subban, his brother endured some racial taunting at the hands of an ACHL competition between the Jacksonville Icemen and the South Carolina Stingrays. Uh, Jordan Subban, like I just mentioned, the younger brother of P.K. Subban, he plays for the South Carolina Stingrays. And then the player who did the racial gesture plays for the Jacksonville Icemen. His name is Jacob Panetta. So basically, we're going to break this episode into explaining the overall context, what led up to it. I'm going to give you guys my overall reaction because I did hear from both sides. And then I will say, where do we go from here? So basically, to give the backstory, Jacksonville is playing South Carolina late in the game. Uh, Subban 
Ryan and Panetta get into an altercation. Referees have to come in, intervene, and separate them. Uh, Subban turns his back, and then Panetta does a monkey jester at Subban. Subban didn't take exception to that, turned around, went back to punch him, and basically this is when all hell broke loose because it raised the question, how do we break the stereotype of hockey being a racist sport? And we saw hockey in the news. We saw it uh, trending on social media. And basically I did have those questions myself. I'm glad that Jordan Subban and also his older brother basically came to the media and just said something like this cannot happen. It was a racial gesture. It was inappropriate. ECHL acted on it. They suspended uh, Panetta for 30 games. However, the Jacksonville Iceman did end up cutting Panetta. So uh, if Panetta was to theoretically sign with a different team in the ECHL, he would be suspended for 30 games. So that's definitely not going to help his career. So basically, we, we've heard from the Subans, but what does uh, Jacob Panetta have to say about this? Like I said, guys, there, there's usually two sides to the same story. So I'm going to tell you what Jacob said to the media. And basically, I'm going to give you guys my overall reaction to it. So Jacob Panetta uh, took to Instagram and he posted like a three minute apology video. Uh, I watched the entirety of it, but basically here's the gif of it. He said that it was not meant to be a racial jester. He was trying to do the bodybuilder pose. He said the context of their conversation was that um, he, he said that Subban acts all tough until the referees come in in the middle of it and calling him a coward, things of that nature. So he did the bodybuilder thing just basically to taunt him saying like, oh, you're such a tough guy or things of that nature. So here's my overall reaction to Panetta, because like I said, we've heard from the Subans, and I will explain what the Subans said later on. But um, for, for Jacob Panetta, okay, uh, as Carl Sagan once said, extraordinary claims need extraordinary evidence. Okay, so look, I get it's ECHL. You don't really get as much media coverage as you would in the NHL. And, you know, if you get into a scuffle match with somebody else, you know, I, I don't think there's anyone with their camera phone posting on YouTube because it's not really going to gain much traction. But I would like to see if Jacob Panetta has done that to somebody else. And if he hasn't, if there's no video, I'm sorry, Jacob, but I'm going to have to go on the side of Subban because if you're actually trying to do the bodybuilder taunt kind of thing, why would you put your hands down at your stomach as if it was like a gorilla pose or a monkey pose or, or things of that nature? Why couldn't you have just raised your arms like above your shoulders and done a normal flex motion? Like that's a bodybuilder pose. I don't, I don't know why you have to do like the monkey gesture or things of that nature because what do you think that's going to cause? That, that has a terrible look on you. It has a terrible look on the sport of hockey. And look, I get it. Some, some people might have a difference of opinion on this. Here's my personal opinion on it. I think it was a racial gesture and he just wasn't thinking and he got caught up in the moment. And that's not an excuse because um, we're at a time where we're trying to break the stereotype of hockey being racist. We got this deal with ESPN. We're trying to get hockey back into the new stream for all the right reasons. And this is not helping. And like I said, this comes just a couple days after Willie O'Ree had his number retired by the Boston Bruins. So not a good look right now for, for the sport of hockey. And I'm really disappointed that Panetta decided to do that jester because even if what he's saying is true, it's still not a good look. It still uh, can be perceived wrong. And everyone has the right to come at him in that instance because that wasn't really an appropriate gesture. Like I said, if you were actually doing a bodybuilder pose, why couldn't you have just flexed with your fist at your head and just, you know, put your arms above your shoulder? I know this is a podcast, so I can't really demonstrate what, what I'm talking about. So I'm doing my best to paint the image, like, you know, putting your hands at your stomach and, and, and basically like dangling your arms. 
to me that doesn't look like a bodybuilder pose that looks like an actual monkey pose and you're just saying that to save face and if he is lying which you know i think he is but i don't i, I obviously i can't uh speak for the kid or anything of that nature uh if he's lying then this is an absolute coward move like admit that you did it admit your wrongdoing and maybe just maybe you know, you can work past this, but I don't know. I, I feel as though his claim was to save face and I don't know what your guys' opinions are, but that's my opinion of the whole scenario. That's my opinion on the whole backstory. So like I said, just for a brief synopsis, uh, Subban and Panetta going at it, referees come in the middle of it. Uh, Panetta claims that he's doing a quote unquote bodybuilder position and that he's done it to other players. My overall thing is, is like, I would actually like to see proof that you have done it to other players because right now it's not a good look on you buddy i'm just saying so referees come and separate them suban goes back and punches him and panetta uh is suspended by the echl for 30 games however the jacksonville Icemen have released him so basically that's the whole overall background of the whole story and there's still more to talk about in terms of this overall topic we'll talk more about what should hockey do in the future if something like this is to arise and lord knows this has been happening more recently than it should be and then i'm going to give you guys more on my opinion because i've talked a lot about the facts but let's talk more about what i think the hockey should do and how i personally feel we'll talk about that in a second but first it's time for the first live read this morning and it comes from our friends of Built Bar. So it's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easy for you to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which could be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of that carbs. Here's an idea of the new year. Go to your secret treat stash at home, in the pantry, at home, in your office, in the car, wherever you keep it. Throw out all that sugary or calorie-filled treats like your wife has been nagging you to do and replace them with built Bars so when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not the biggest fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. I love Built Bars before a workout, just saying. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com to see what's new. The offer is go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And now the second live read comes from our friends at betonline.ag. Please remember to gamble responsibly. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022, new year, and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022 bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts okay so we've talked a lot about the facts about this incident but i want to talk more about my opinion so like i said my overall opinion is that i don't believe um you know panetta was thinking in this uh instance and that's a problem which means like this has been instilled in him and uh, like you, you got to think before you act because 
in this generation of social media, there's really no room to hide. And uh, look, Will Smith had this saying, saying that racism isn't getting worse. It's just being recorded. So for Panetta, I really hope he, you know, is able to um, just learn from this. And I I would actually like to see him make a comeback. I'm all for giving people second chances. Uh, Some of you guys might not know this. I'm a huge fan of NASCAR. Uh, When Kyle Larson said the N-word on a live stream one time, I was actually in Kyle Larson's corner. I said, I want to see Kyle Larson redeem himself. I want to see him get the help he needs. And like, like I said, that doesn't mean we excuse what he does. That doesn't mean we have to vilify him either. We just need to, you know, instill to him, this is not okay. You messed up big. You need to get the help. And w- things need to change right here, right now, because what you said and what you did is not appropriate. And look, Kyle Larson ended up winning the NASCAR championship just this past year. So I'm just saying, like, look, I am upset with Panetta. I am hurt. And I I really hope the sport of hockey can recover from this because, like I said, racial incidences have been happening more recently than they should be happening. Like, I, I believe this is like the third or fourth incident that I've heard about in the last few months. And here's the thing, guys. Um, I called uh, travel hockey just a couple weeks ago, as some of you might have recalled. I called nine hockey games in a matter of three games. And one player told me after the game that he endured some racial taunting. So uh, during the, the course of the game, towards the end of it, there was this player. He checked a player into the boards really hard. The player falls onto the ground and he stands over him. And the player ended up uh, getting... Uh, a penalty assessed to him and then after the game as he was walking by me I was like hey why did you stand over that player like that why did you taunt him because I feel as though like had he not taunted the player he wouldn't have been assessed a penalty and the player told me like oh because they were yelling racial uh, slurs at me they were calling me like squinty eyes and things of that nature just because he was Asian so look guys as much as you don't want to admit it uh, racism does happen in hockey And unfortunately, we have to break that uh, stereotype. This cannot be happening in in, in the generation that we're just trying to grow the sport. We're trying to, you know, get the hashtag hockey is for everyone out there to the world. And for me, as one of the only black full-time play-by-play announcers in the sport of hockey, I, I will do whatever it takes to inspire other people to just break out of the stereotype. So for me, I didn't grow up playing hockey. I never laced up the skates. I never played in a recreational game. I never played with my friends. I never even played street hockey, never played field hockey, but I fell in love with the sport and I was able to find a way to, uh, you know, get myself indulged in it despite not playing in a single game myself. And that was announcing. And, you know, I took inspiration from Doc Emmerich because Doc Emmerich also never laced up the skates, but he said he just fell in love with it. And I want to inspire other people like don't be afraid to like the sport of hockey because I always get like weird looks when I say that uh, I'm an announcer and then people say oh what sport like basketball football baseball and I say hockey and people are like stunned they're like wow you you do hockey or things of that nature and it's just like you know and sometimes I get made fun of by people I know because they're like Trey you are like the white quote unquote whitest black guy ever because you announce hockey See, we need to break that stereotype because I want hockey to get to a point where it's like, you know, baseball, where it's very diverse and, you know, maybe it's a predominantly white sport. But at the same time, you know, if you're a person of color, you won't really be ridiculed for liking the sport of hockey. And and things like this, things like uh, this Subban and Panetta incident that gets trending into the news, this really hurts more than you guys can realize. 
And I've talked to Curtis Gabriel about this because, as you guys know, uh, uh, almost a year ago, I had the pleasure to interview Curtis Gabriel on this show. And he talked about changing the game, trying to make it more inclusive, trying to reach out to other communities, trying to bring us together. And I want this incident to bring us together. I don't want it to be a debate, a debate, excuse me. I don't want it to be a screaming match. I don't want this to be a political argument. Like on this show, I said, if something big happens, I want to talk about it. I don't want to just like, you know, put it under the rug. Like, you know, guys, there, there's certain instances where I leave it to other hosts to talk about it, like Locked On NHL or, you know, uh, th- things of that nature. Like if something uh, happens in the sport of hockey, it doesn't really relate to the Devils. It relates to another team. It, you know, I, I let those respective hosts talk about it because it pertains to their specific team. But I feel as though this uh, pertains to the Devils because this is P.K. Subban's brother. And also, you know, as a person of color, I feel like it's my obligation to share it. Some of you might not like it. Some of you might just want me to talk about hockey. Look, I would love to talk about hockey. And we are. We're just talking about it in a different context. So, like I said, I want uh, Panetta to learn from this, to grow, and to become a better person. And here's how I want the NHL to handle it. I want, you know, yeah, we, we got the suspension and we got the Jacksonville Iceman releasing Panetta. But here's what I want the uh, the hockey world to do um, if they don't already do this already. Send Panetta to a sensitivity training program. Like send him to an extensive one and, you know, have him go there for a few weeks. So that way he learns that, you know, there's some things you cannot do. So he claims that he was doing the bodybuilder position. Well, here's how it's, you know, viewed to others. Because if I've learned anything about being in this industry, here's what people believe thought you did. What they think happened. That's what I learned in this industry. So, like, you know, if I'm in the middle of a scandal and, you know, I say, well, that's not true. Here's what happened. Well, here's what people are going to believe, what they think happens. So, like I said, I try to get all the facts. I try to get both sides uh, of the story for this one. But I want Panetta to maybe sit down with Subban and maybe talk it out. You know, maybe I'm being like, you know, too... Uh, I, I don't even know the adjective to describe it. Maybe I'm being too optimistic about it. But at the same time, I would like Panetta to learn and grow from this because, you know, was it ill-advised? Yes, absolutely ill-advised. But at the same time, I want him to learn from him because I don't want to see anyone's career fail. I really don't. And I learned this from my dad. Like, no matter how so dirty someone does you, you know, you, you gotta like, you can't just prey on their downfall. You gotta like, you know, hope that person is willing to change, willing to grow, willing to reach out and just basically learn from their mistakes. And some people aren't like that. Some people are just too far gone that they're not willing to do it. But I really hope Panetta is not one of those people and he's willing to go to sensitivity training program. He's willing to reach out to, uh, you know, uh, fellow black players in the in, in the hockey community and reach out to them saying, you do belong. And what I did was inappropriate. It was wrong, but I'm getting the help I need because I know, um, you know, I, I, I was wrong in this case. So that's what I want to see the NHL do. Yeah, suspensions. Yeah, fines. Absolutely. One hundred percent. But I want to do something that can actually help them in the future. Send Panetta to community service. Send uh, Panetta to a sensitivity training program. You know, let him do some physical things so that way he can, you know, reach a different side of him and just get a new perspective on how to handle things in this nature.
So the Subans have been very expressive about their overall opinions on the matter. And P.K. Subban basically hit the nail on the head. What happened to his brother was completely inappropriate. And it is up to the NHL, it's up to the ECHL, it's up to the AHL, the SPHL, whatever hockey league is out there. It is up to them to make hockey inclusive, make hockey for everyone. And like I said, guys, I would love to just talk about the New Jersey Devils win against the Carolina Hurricanes. I would love to talk about, you know, how they had that heartbreaking loss to the LA Kings and how we can rebound from it and looking ahead of our schedule because we got the Dallas Stars uh, uh, next on our on our schedule. But at the same time, you know, something like this is just too important to not talk about. And like I said, I'm not trying to make my show political. I'm not trying to start a debate. I'm not trying to do any of that. I want to make my show a place where you hear my opinions and you hear my perspective. Even if you don't agree with me, can you at least understand where I'm coming from? That's the bottom line that I, you know, want people to basically take away from all this like I'm not asking for your sympathy I'm not saying like you know send me a heartful message saying we got your back we're sorry this happened to um, Jordan Subban things of that nature I am not asking for that at all in fact I recommend not to do that please but you know I am open to like a healthy discussion you know I want to hear your guys opinions I want to hear your overall thoughts on how the NHL the ECHL the AHL SPHL like like I said whatever hockey league is out out there how are they handling things of this nature if it was to happen again because you know we, we've heard some stories of you know racial taunting happening in in uh various hockey leagues and yet it didn't come into uh the attention of the spotlight until someone tweeted about it and then the, uh, those leagues took action that cannot happen that's not a good look but like i said guys i really love you guys i love your listenership i love your support and you know you're giving someone like me a chance in the sport of hockey when you listen to my show when you subscribe to it when you leave me a good review speaking of which i did promise a listener that if he left me a good review i would give him a shout out in the next episode see i do things like this because i love interacting with you guys so the shout out comes uh to nicholas Kikaching. i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly it's spelled c i double c h i n e so like i said uh pardon my uh pronunciation he said awesome guy to talk to and is passionate about what he does and I couldn't agree with him anymore. So thank you, Nicholas, for that uh, awesome review. I, I really appreciate that. That means a lot more to me than you realize. Just you know, hearing your guys' support, you guys uh, messaging me in my DMs saying like, here, here's my opinion. I agree with you in this instance. Hey, Trey, here's my opinion. I disagree with you in that instance. Like I said, I am all for healthy debate. I am all for interacting with you guys. I am all for doing whatever it takes to make this show better. And at the bottom line is I am grateful for you guys. You're giving a person of color like me a chance in the sport of hockey. And I try to pay that forward because someone did that to me. Ever fits you play by play announcer for the Seattle Kraken radio feed. He means a lot to me and my career. He means a lot to my family just because what he's been able to do and just basically help uh, jumpstart my career. And I, and, and that means the world to me and I got to pay that forward. So like I said, I, I just want good to come out of this. I don't want negativity. I don't want debate. I don't want anger. I don't want frustration. I want positivity. I want to move forward with this. I want, you know, everyone to just basically uh, be there for one another, even if you don't agree with a certain stance, like, you know, like I'm sure there's a lot of you who listen to my show. You don't agree with some of my stances. Like some of you didn't agree with my stance on like, uh, you know, starting with Nico 
Heizer, uh the, the first overall picks uh, in the NHL have been, you know, borderline busts. And I said Jack Hughes being selected to the All-Star game and doing what he's doing right now is big for uh, not only the more recent first overall picks, but big for the Devils, big for, you know, things of that nature. You said Nico Heizer's an All-Star in 2020. And I'm just like, well, yeah, that may be true, but Nico Heizer hasn't exactly, you know, uh, done better since 2020. And that's just because injuries have derailed them. So, I, you know, I, I got to mention that. But at the same time, you know, like I said, I love having these kind of episodes because um, ju- just because like I wish the matter of it was different, but I just love hearing various amount of opinions. I love the support. I love the growth. And like I said, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I didn't have a passion for it, if I didn't love it. And here, here we are. So like I said, guys, I'm trying to end on a positive note and I'm trying to just basically shine a light on some of you guys and just basically move forward from this because, you know, I've had some people say like, maybe I should just stick to talking about hockey and that you can hear something like this in the news. And that may be true, but at the same time, this incident is too important to not talk about. So bottom line, um, you know, Jacob Panetta was in the wrong. What he did was inappropriate and he has every right to be suspended. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that Jacksonville uh, released him and basically got that away from their program. But at the same time, I want to see him go to sensitivity training program. I want to see him take action, reach out and basically do whatever it takes to, um, you know, make a better name for himself, not only for the sake of his hockey career, but the sake uh, of him just being a human being, a person. And I really hope that Jordan Subban also gets the help that he needs. And he knows that he is welcome wherever he goes. Like, just look at his brother in the NHL, former Norris Trophy winner. And um, P.K. Subban is an icon, whether you want to think about uh, his past playing days or uh, the fact that he won a Norris Trophy, fashion icon, social media icon, whatever the case might be. Regardless of what we think about P.K. Subban now, he has made a big impact in the NHL community. And he was nominated for the King Clancy Award just this past season for all of his work for not only, uh, you know, people of color in the sport of hockey, but what he does for police officers as well. He's, he has his like uh, Blue Line Buddies uh, organization. He also works for hospitals uh, for children. So uh, P.K. Subban is an icon in the NHL. And I want to establish that. And P.K. Subban speaking out and just not keeping this matter private, it could actually do wonders. So I'm very proud of the Subans for taking action and basically just trying trying to make this sport better, and that's my overall opinion. So let me know what you guys think on my Locked On Devils Twitter page. Like I said, uh, whether it's my personal or my show's account, uh, my DMs are always open, and I'm always uh, open to just hearing what you guys have to say. Like I said, I uh, want healthy debate. I, I am open to questions, whatever the case might be. I don't need sympathy. I don't need uh, things of that nature. I just want a healthy debate. And basically, you you know, you can ask for my perspective on certain things and I'm happy to provide that. So that's just what I'm opening to. And I hope that's what you guys take away from this episode. So positivity, love, and basically moving forward and just trying to grow and develop and not bitterness, not frustration, not anger, not, you know, boiling up emotions. I don't want that. So Uh, Like I said, DMs are always open. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils, and thanks for listening once again.